0: On today's episode of Kick Some Glass, getting to know Melissa and I with two truths and one lie, shocking LinkedIn stats, the gender wage gap in sports, and how many times should you send your resume to the same company? I'm Alyssa. How are you doing? Hey, Tammy. So I heard it was your birthday this week. It sure was, June 19th. Uh, I awesome. turned twenty.
1: I turned 23, and uh, despite what Blink 182 says in their song, "What's My Age Again," uh, people do indeed still like you when you're 23. <laughs> I, I, I had a fantastic birthday. I can't complain.
0: Oh, good. Yes. Well, I imagine. Who doesn't like you? That would be ridiculous. <laughs> hey, I don't know. There's, I have a couple enemies out there, I'm sure. But
1: <laughs> my friends wow. like me. That's the main thing.
0: That's all that matters. That's yeah. all that matters. So what did you what did you get up to? How did you celebrate the big day?
1: Uh, well, we went out last Saturday, myself and a couple of friends. Uh, we went out for supper and then we went downtown to indulge in a few sociables. Um mm-hmm. uh, but my birthday itself, it was pretty low-key. I had to work and then uh one of my uh, old friends, she took me out for supper. We went to a lovely pizza place and I just relaxed and it was I couldn't ask for a better day.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. That's so good.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So what's new with you, Tammy? Um, nothing really. <laughs> I know. That makes for a good podcast. Um <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's been a am- like crazy busy. Like I feel that I have absolutely no time. And when I was thinking about like, what have, like, what have I done this week? And I was like, I can't really think of anything. I, um, I play on a softball team during the summer and, but I have like, I've only played one game so far. We've been rained out like every week. Like if it's going to rain one day of the week, it rains on the day that I'm supposed to play ball. Like it's, it's incredibly freakish that Murphy for some reason, I know it just always, and it's not even like we play on the same day every week. Like we alternate between Tuesdays and Thursdays. So it's just unreal that every day it seems like that week that we're supposed to play ball, we get rained out. Um, so that's been really kind of frustrating for me. (laughs) It's, it's pretty much my favorite sport to play. So, um, yeah, I'm very, very disappointed and kind of frustrated with the maritime weather at the moment.
1: Um, Yeah, I know the sun's only just starting to come out here in Newfoundland. So I feel your pain.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. And it's, it's been nice in Halifax we've had some really great weather we've had days where it's like 24 25 degrees sunny all like all you want to do is you know put on a dress and hit a patio but for whatever reason when it's baseball day there's just it <laughs> just downpours oh uh, so, yeah so it's crazy um and so I would, yeah, so I was trying to think of things that have have happened, but it's my weekend is more exciting than my past week of just staring at my computer doing work. And um, tomorrow I'm actually I'm playing in a little golf tournament in the valley, and uh, it's it's kind of fun. It is a Vegas themed golf tournament. And so they're asking us to dress up. Um, (laughs) Vegas theme. And so the, the woman that I'm golfing with, instead of doing something traditional, like dressing up as Elvis or something like that, she wants us to dress up as Britney Spears because she has a Vegas show right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it is so funny. I was out at Walmart last night trying to find like ribbons for our hair because we're going, we're doing Britney circa Hit Me One More Time. Like those- oh my God, it's like 1990s Britney. Yes, yeah, not the like shaved head and leather catsuit. <laughs> 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 but even still, I'm like, this is like, this is... <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, this is a highly inappropriate costume for a golf tournament. But um, but, you know, it's not so bad. It's, you know, we're, d- we're going to wear normal golf s- skirts and, you know, knee socks and put our hair on pigtails. Basically, it's, it's, that's mostly the extent of our costume at this point. So, so it's not a bad costume, per se. It's kind of tame. Right. Yes, yes. There will be no like bare midriffs, no uh-huh. like outrageous cleavage or anything
1: like that. Yeah, sounds like a great to you kicked off the golf
0: course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we would for sure. We'd like get yeah. out of the car and they'd be like, no, no. No, no, oh, You <laughs> can do <her> now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this is a respectable sport, people. Um, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. It should be really fun. Um, it's just like it's a quick little nine holes. Um, I think it's a par three course. I really hope it is. So it's, that's more, that's more up my alley. <laughs> Usually by like the sixth hole, I'm ready to, you know, for it to be over. I'm ready to head to the clubhouse. Um, yeah. And then my, yeah my other big plan is I'm going to be seeing the new Jurassic Park movie on Saturday, which I know is kind of, is no real news, but I'm very excited about it. This is one of my favorite movies like I saw the first one when I was a kid and for some reason this movie I just like I just love them. So I'm very excited. So if you've seen it already, don't tell me anything.
1: (laughs) I have never seen Jurassic Park and I have never watched Jurassic Park and sometimes I tell people that and they look at me as if I have three heads and they're like, okay, have you been living under a rock? But nope. I was just I guess I was just never interested in it as a kid. So oh my goodness if you could see my face right now. <laughs> I can only totally imagine. I said that to somebody a couple of weeks ago, and like they were just shook.
0: Oh my! Oh my goodness! I guess like I guess if it's something you miss, like if you miss the first one, and you never, you know what I mean? Like there, there's no real point in seeing the others if you feel like you haven't if you haven't seen the first one, and you can just sort of miss it. And it has been away for a long time, like the break between. The third movie and the last movie was it must have been at least ten years, I think. I don't know. Because I know the first the first Jurassic Park came out, my goodness, like in the early nineties. Yeah, that sounds about right. I too have been. So it's been a it's been a long time. I think I just saw that movie at like a very magic special age or something where it just really uh, I don't know. <laughs> you, know you really I mean? it had just, an impact on you yeah it really it's sort of it you know touched me in a certain way that sort of stuck with me it's like the the form of entertainment or something It was highly enjoyable when I first saw it and so I still feel that way when I see when I saw the newer one Jurassic World it brought back that same feeling it was this sort of nostalgic feeling like I was like 11 years old again or however old I was when I first saw it. So that's, that's what makes me so excited to, to see this new one recapturing my childhood, I guess. <laughs> I'm like that with the movie elf. Of oh, all with elf. elf, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> How have you not seen elf? Oh my gosh, Tammy. I don't know. I, I, um, I don't know. I, th- saw the trailers and I'm like that doesn't look good and so I never saw it and I know lots of people that have and they love it and it's their favorite Christmas movie and I'm and I feel like I've missed it now like it's too late it's too late to go back and see that movie it's never, never too late <laughs> don't be cotton headed ninny muggins what?
1: don't be a cotton headed ninny muggins that's a, that's a quote from the movie uh- <laughs>
0: All right, well, I will watch Elf if you go watch <laughs> the first Jurassic Park movie.
1: I will do that. I'm always looking for movies to watch, though. So. Perfect.
0: Okay, so in as we continue this summer to uh, get to know each other a little better and to share more of ourselves with our dear listeners, um, we are playing, I guess this is like an icebreaker... Game. We're going to do three icebreaker questions, I guess, Um, which should be fun. So uh, the first one is this one I think a lot of people are familiar with. It's the two truths and one lie. So we're each going to say two things that are true about ourselves and one thing that is not. And I guess we have to guess which is the truth and which is the lie. Um, Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. So, um,
1: I was student council president at my high school. I've worked for
0: three hockey teams
1: and I love to run.
0: Um, I have a feeling it's the last one. The running but, one?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, you are so right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hate running. I hate it so, so much. Oh, my I don't goodness. Think this- I don't think there's anything more that I love in this world than going for a run.
0: <laughs> that is one of my most favorite things to do in I the know. whole world. <laughs> I know. Call their opposites. Hey, opposites track. So maybe this is why our podcast is great. Yes. Oh, my, yeah. There's nothing I love more than going for a long run. I, <laughs> the hockey teams threw me off because I was trying to think, like, has there really been three teams? Yep,
1: there has been. Well, not not here in Saint John's, but there was um, before I moved to Saint John's. I worked with uh, the Grand Falls Windsor Cataracts, and then I worked for the Ice Caps, and now I work for the Growlers. So, wow! Yeah, passionate you... about sport, you could say. Yeah, yeah.
0: except Very running. Cool. <laughs> except running. Um, yeah, and I well, I knew the student council president because I'm like, yes, that's totally Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about uh, you, Sammy? Oh yes. Okay. So mine is. Um, so I was an award-winning TV news and sports anchor. I've attended three of the five last Super Bowls, and I've been skydiving with the Canadian military.
1: I would say Super Bowls, maybe.
0: Yeah, that's Just a because lie. you've been living away. Yeah. (laughs) That's the Uh, lie. Yeah. Skydiving? What? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that actually goes with the first one. So when I was, so my very first like career, um, I was in TV news and in a very small town in Northern BC and the air show came to town and the Skyhawks who are like the, they're the Canadian military parachute team were there to do a demonstration. And, they had a media day. So they invited everybody from local media newslets, you know, like all three of us <laughs> to come and like meet with the, the Skyhawks and meet with the, um, the Snowbirds pilots and all of that. And then they also offered us the opportunity to go up with the Skyhawks and jump out of the plane with them. And I think I was the only one who was like, yes, I'll do that. <laughs> Um, But so it was really cool. But I figured if you're going to go skydiving at any point in your life, uh, what like it can't get any safer than jumping with the military. (laughs) They do this all the time. Right. You're not wrong there. (laughs) Yeah. So I figured and it was it was always something that I, I figured I would do at some point in my life. So when they said, you know, when they asked, is there anyone who wants to jump with us? I was like, yes. I do I mean it was it was a tandem jump right I didn't jump out of the plane all by myself um like I was strapped to a soldier I guess mm-hmm. and which is also not a bad way to do your do a skydive jump no not at all <laughs> um but yeah so that was that was fun I wish I had gone to I wish I had been to a Super Bowl but unfortunately no, someday maybe someday soon someday yes uh, oh, yeah. So second question. Oh, my goodness. I was going to jump right to our next segment. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm lacking coffee uh, this Friday, <laughs> I think. Uh, okay. I feel ya. <laughs> Man. All right. So our second question is, if you could be a superhero for a day, who would you choose and why? I think I would choose Spider-Man
1: and I don't like I I don't know why but that's just the first one that comes to mind for me I think it's because I really like Spider-Man when I was growing up and when I was a kid and I don't know I've, I've just always been fascinated by him so I think I think that would be that would be my superhero for a day
0: oh really interesting yeah, yeah. Uh, the first superhero that came to mind when I read this question was she <laughs> I don't even know if she's considered a super- superhero <laughs> Did you ever see really? those cartoons? No, I haven't. No. <laughs> By the Power of Skull, I, del- I don't know. I loved she when I was a kid. And I really wanted to be here. Like I, and I mean, like a kid, kid, like five, six, because I used to watch the cartoons all the time. <laughs> and she had this really cool little crown. And she had this, like, this really cool sword, and she would ride on a horse. I don't know. (laughs) I was just like, I would like to be She-Ra. I don't know.
1: Like, I guess, like, I never really thought of it, because I wasn't really, like, I wasn't really into, like, superhero movies and stuff like that, and superhero comics when I was a kid. So, I don't know. The only movie the superhero movie that I ever watched was really Spider-Man. That's because all my friends were into it, so... Yeah, yeah. Like that's the first one. I don't know. I was a fan of Captain Canada. It used to come on NTV, so that's like one of the local <laughs> news stations here in yeah. It Used to come on NTV at like five thirty in the morning. So like, I never slept as a child. It's oh, like at yeah. five thirty in the morning. I watched Captain Canada and Inspector Gadget. So
0: oh, Inspector Gadget. I loved that show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not really big into the comic book superhero stuff either. Like, I don't. I don't watch very many very many of those movies so I always feel a little bit lost when people are talking yeah. about the different characters and you know I can't like I know I know Batman I know who Spider-Man is and I know some of the Avengers I know who the Hulk is uh but I really have very uh, very limited knowledge when it comes to the superheroes although I do like I do like Iron Man I think that would be fun. If you could put on that suit and fly around, that would be. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. That that actually sounds kind of (laughs) cool. Yeah. Or just to have. Just to have that sort of level of intelligence. Right. Like Tony. Tony Stark is a genius. So to be that smart for one day, I think would be a lot of fun, too. Uh, Already, The next question. If you were stuck on an island, which three things would you take with you?
1: All right. So three things. Can can this
0: include people? Or is it just three tangible items? Yeah, see, I don't know. And (laughs) I I honestly hate this question because I always feel like you need more information. Like, (laughs) am I stuck on an island and hoping to be rescued? Am I stuck on an island for all eternity? Am I stuck on an island for a limited amount of time and someone's going to come get me? because I think that changes things <laughs> so I don't know so interpret it however you want okay um right off the top of my head if I
1: was stuck on an island I think I would want my best friend Heidi with me because <laughs> she Very would manage good. to find, find a way to get us out of the situation well, there um, you go I would also want sunscreen because I'm just getting over very, very, very bad sunburn. And I never, ever, ever want to have another sunburn again in my life. And I would assume if I'm stuck on an island, then um, I'm going to get sunburned because it's likely somewhere in the tropics and it's like, it's going to be surrounded by water. So never want to live through another sunburn ever again. And I think I would take a life raft with me. Oh, that's smart. So I take my friend who's very, uh, yeah, very um, knowledgeable, like getting out of situations. So I take her, I take the life raft and I take sunscreen. Which I know sounds weird, but yep, yeah, that's just no. Yeah. I like that's, that. That's very that's just practical. me.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's very practical. Yeah. And so I read because one of the items on my list is a good pair of sandals or sneakers, <laughs> because I read this question and I immediately thought of Tom Hanks and Castaway and his feet. And like that would be awful, right? Like his feet got all cut up and he was like taping his feet or taping. I don't remember. But he had to open the boxes to find a pair of shoes. But it just looked really painful for him to have these like no swollen, shoes. blistered feet. Yes. So if I have to be there a while, I think I would want my Birkenstocks shoes. or a pair of running shoes. So <laughs> sunscreen makes sense to me. <laughs> um, and the first thing I the first thing I wrote down when I read this question was my dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, see I guess I think, like yeah your dog's probably your best friend man's best friend
0: yeah he's so, I mean, like I,
1: I don't have any animals so I want to take my best friend with me so it makes sense
0: yes plus I figured he's a dog he can hunt stuff he may be able to catch a bird or a I don't know or something I can eat <laughs> <laughs> um so I figured he might be helpful but yes I, I would want my dog with me and now I'm wishing I came up with something smart, like a raft, but I didn't. I, (laughs) I put, (laughs) I put a really good book. I would want a really good book with me. Um, just because I think I would go crazy without any sort of stimulus. So you, if you have your best friend with you, you would be able to have a conversation and you wouldn't get, you wouldn't get completely like you wouldn't get cabin fever or completely like stir crazy. Right. So I figured, you know, I would like to have an iPod with music, but I think you'd get tired of that. Plus the battery would drain, right. There's no way to play music on an Island. You'd need multiple things for that to happen. So the only way that's non-electronic to really entertain yourself is, is a good book. So big, like really big Charles Dickens book or something like that, so I can go completely nuts. Keep the brain last working a, while. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's. I don't know. That's what came to mind. It's probably I would probably die there. I think just my, with my dog, my book, and my sandals. Sounds like you would actually get off and <laughs> survive. <laughs> just yeah, just by living on an island. I don't think I'd like to be stuck on one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would be a whole other question. <laughs> what are the three things you absolutely must have to survive Newfoundland Island? <laughs> yeah, we'll save we'll save up for the next podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, and with that, I think we should head to our second segment. Okay, so for today's career content segment. I wanted to talk a little bit about LinkedIn. It's something that I focus on a whole lot with my clients and uh in my business um but I still come across a lot of people who don't see the value in LinkedIn or wonder if it's still useful or if they should even be on there uh, you know if is it really worth for them to spend any time on LinkedIn or update their profile on LinkedIn? And of course, my answer to this is it's a resounding yes. Um, and most of what I've seen over the, like the five years that I've been doing this as a career coach is I've had all kinds of anecdotal evidence and all kinds of stories about working with clients who get jobs, you know, you know, so quickly as soon as they start being more active on LinkedIn, and. But recently, I came across some hard statistics that actually prove what I've been seeing, you know, in my business. Uh, So I just wanted to run through some of these statistics really quick, just in case you're one of those people who is still on the fence about LinkedIn, and I don't want you to be anymore. I want you to be on there. Um, If you're looking for a new job, if you're looking to advance your career or You know, even if it's not immediate, even if you're thinking, you know, three to five years from now, you may want to move up or do something else. Now is the time to be getting on LinkedIn, getting active and building your network. And here is why. So these stats are recent. This is from March of 2018. So one of the stats is 94% of recruiters say they use LinkedIn to vet candidates. So 94%. That is basically every recruiter who looks at your resume is going to LinkedIn to check you out before they decide to call you for an interview, or even they may call you for an interview beforehand, but before they make a decision about you, they're checking out LinkedIn to verify that, you know, first of all, that your resume and your LinkedIn profile match and are in sync. So you're not lying about anything. You're not looking to hide anything. Everything is consistent. And they are also looking at your LinkedIn profile to learn something a little bit extra about you. On LinkedIn, a recruiter can actually see what kind of posts you've been liking, what kind of posts you've been creating yourself. Uh, LinkedIn also has a few more sections that aren't common on a resume that you can fill out to provide, you know, sort of round you out more as a full person. So that's what recruiters are, are looking for there. They just want to learn a little bit more about you. So if you're not on LinkedIn at all, a lot of recruiters now see that as a bit of a red flag. Also, half of recruiters use LinkedIn for outreach, meaning they go out looking for a candidate, possibly before they even post a job. Uh, so they're saying 48% of recruiters will only use LinkedIn for social outreach, meaning if they are headhunting for a candidate, they're not you know picking up the phone or looking at other directories. They are using LinkedIn uh, to message with candidates to see if they can find someone who may be interested in the opportunity that they're recruiting for. Um, so you know, you may want to be fairly active on LinkedIn if you have a profile on LinkedIn and you're thinking, "Oh my goodness, I haven't checked my messages there in months." Uh, perhaps you may want to start getting into the habit of checking your messages going on LinkedIn and staying somewhat active, just in case somebody is reaching out to you for what could be your dream job, because um, a lot of recruiters would much rather just find a candidate on LinkedIn who's willing to move, change companies or change positions, instead of posting a job ad and then wading through hundreds or thousands of applications. It's much more efficient for them to just go out and find you, um, but you have to be there to be found. And, oh yes, and that leads right into this stat. Up-to-date profiles are found 18 times more. So if your profile is not up to date, if you have old job experience, you don't have your current position there, you are, well, I guess you are highly unlikely to ever be found by another LinkedIn member or by a recruiter. So if you are hoping to use LinkedIn to be headhunted, I guess, you need to make sure your profile is up to date or no one will be able to find you. And then the very last stat here um, is that LinkedIn has over 11 million job postings at any given time. So this basically means so even if you forget about the headhunting side and you're just, you know, actively job searching, If you're not on LinkedIn, you're missing out on 11 million job postings. Now, obviously, all of those won't be available, like, won't be appropriate or relevant to you, but there's 11 million job postings there. So you can't access them. You can't see them if you're not on LinkedIn. And on LinkedIn as well, a lot of those job postings you can apply with your LinkedIn profile, meaning you don't send a resume, you just click apply and it uses your LinkedIn profile basically, as your resume. So that's another reason to make sure that your profile is in really good shape. Um, Melissa, does do any of these stats surprise you? Um, the 94% one
1: kind of does. And it's not because that LinkedIn isn't a good site, but I found like, especially with the former company that I worked with, um, it's almost as though like the corporate culture was like afraid to embrace LinkedIn. Okay. Um, so that's why I'm kind of like, um, the 94% threw me off threw me for a bit of a loop there, but I can, I can see it now, especially where LinkedIn, it's been around for a couple of years and people are getting more used to it and they see the value in it. And again, with the former company now, like I have, I like I've connected with all of them on LinkedIn. Um, I've noticed that they're starting to share more job postings online and they're starting to post about it and they're posting in HR circles and stuff like that on the, on the website. So yeah, like it is a bit surprising, but at the same time, like it's not.
0: Right. And I have found. I would say in the last year, so I, I've i been promoting the use of LinkedIn, you know, ever since I started career coaching, like a little over five years ago now. But I would say within the last year, LinkedIn has really exploded and. So, like the ninety-four percent, when I first read that, did surprise me because previous stats I think was were closer to sixty, even just two years ago. I think it was only like sixty percent of recruiters. Um, So now that it's ninety-four percent, it just you know that really um, corroborates. I think what I've been seeing and how much LinkedIn is just exploding. People are becoming much more active on there. It's really becoming this this hotbed of professional networking and job searching. And I will say LinkedIn has really like in the last year or so really stepped up their game with what you can do with it. It's becoming really intuitive. LinkedIn will actually go out, find job postings and suggest them to you based on the information in your profile. So it's sort of, it sort of does a passive, it's constantly doing a passive job search for you, which is really cool. Uh, so, I mean, if you're not on LinkedIn, man, like now is the time <laughs> don't wait any longer.
1: If, yeah. If there was ever a, t- a time to join a social media network, um, and now is the time to join LinkedIn.
0: Yes. Yes. And it's, and I know, and I totally understand people's hesitation, uh, especially That's sort of what I hear from a lot of candidates when they say, oh, LinkedIn, that's just like a social network. Like, I don't want, I don't need another Facebook in my life. I don't need another Twitter in my life. But LinkedIn is so different and it's so career specific. It it really, I don't feel like it, it doesn't feel like Facebook when I'm on there. It doesn't really, you know, everybody's posting for the most part anyway, everybody's posting professional things or they're posting about trainings or industry news or market trends, or you know, depending on the people that are in your your network, of course, but usually it it, it is pretty good about remaining professional and useful uh, to the people that are on it career-wise. So uh, I know a lot of people, you know, you don't want another social network to deal with. You don't want to be oversharing to the world and making all kinds of information public, but This one is a good one. And there are some, LinkedIn has really strict security options on there. So you can can really lock down your profile if you're nervous about what you're sharing with people. All righty, so I guess we will move on to the news. Okay, Melissa, so (laughs) I came across this story. in, uh, I don't know, I think I got, it was in an email, like I get a news, sort of like world news rundown every morning. And this story was on there, it made the list. And as soon as I read it, (laughs) the headline, I was like, we're talking about that on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Forbes, uh, Forbes magazine, they do a lot of ranking issues throughout the year. And one of the issues that they do is they name the top one hundred highest paying athletes. And in twenty for twenty eighteen, there was not a single woman among the top one hundred highest paid athletes. I know.
1: It blows my mind. I read the article and it just like I I guess it's because I don't I don't think about it, but I mean it's just oh my God. it, It it it's just such an astonishing fact.
0: I know. And I know that you know there's I had like obviously my my first response was response was an emotional one like how can this be this is outrageous and but I also had that sort of counter argument logical side that was you know said well clearly men's sports like if you look at it as a business the men's sports leagues make a whole lot more money than the women's. Yeah. Uh, so they're more so, popular. Yeah, they're more sense. popular. Yeah. They make more money. So therefore they can pay their athletes more money. You know, if the athletes are a draw for a fan base, then clearly they, they deserve to be paid, right? They deserve to be compensated for the value that they bring to the business. But it was just so depressing to see that Not one single woman made the top 100. You know, if it was a top 10 list, okay, totally. I got it. Top 50 list maybe, but 100. And I actually went to the list and I went down and wanted to see like who who was 98, who was 99. And I didn't, like, I did not recognize. I think I might've recognized one athlete in the bottom 10. So... (laughs) I like, like, even these guys who I don't even know who you are <laughs> are making more money than the most recognizable mm-hmm. female athletes in the world. Now I'm now I'm really mad. <laughs>
1: uh, no, I think it was just like the figures itself too that kind of uh, threw me for a loop. I mean, Serena Williams made $18 million in sponsorship fees last year. And that's not enough to get her into the top 10, $18 million. And it's not, or sorry, top 100. And it's not enough to get her in on this
0: list. $18 million. It's such a lot of money. I know it is. Flatter castings. I know. But I also, it it was just, it was almost too much for me. So when to read, when they said, oh, well, Serena fell off the list because, well, she had a baby. I'm like, well, gosh, story of our lives. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right uh, a woman has baby career takes no dive. um <laughs> but yeah i know and she made 18 million um uh, crazy so oh, just in case anyone is wondering so the the highest paid athlete right now in 2018 is floyd mayweather jr he's a boxer uh that didn't surprise me because the boxers always rake it in he yeah he it's estimated that he earned $285 million last year, which is just that's insane. Yeah.
1: $285 million. And he's retired. Yeah. Come on. Like, yeah. Oh. I guess
0: oh. he is. <laughs> <It doesn't even laughs> if I, if I had two hundred, made 285 million in one year, uh yeah, I think you're retired. Wow. But yeah, so because I wanted to, well, I don't know now, after saying what Floyd May- Mayweather made last year, I don't know if this is going to make anyone feel better, but I did, since there was no women on the list this year, I did want to at least give some visibility to the top uh, five, yeah, the top five female athletes as far as earnings go. So who earns the most? Um, The most recent list I could find was 2017. So they actually have Serena Williams as making more than she did um, this year um, on their list. So the fifth most paid female athlete of 2017 was Venus Williams for tennis. Uh, The fourth top was Ronda Rousey, my girl. Uh, She was listed in 2017 as a UFC fighter, but she's now with the WWE. Uh, Danica Patrick came in at number three, which I kind of found surprising. I wasn't, I hadn't really heard much about her in a while. She's a race car driver. She earned $12.2 million in 2017. Uh, Angelique Kerber, a tennis player, she made $12.6 million. She came in at number two. And of course, number one in 2017 was Serena Williams with $27 million. Uh, So, three tennis players on the top five. And um, so I thought this is interesting. So, um, so I read this. So I, I took this a little. I took this is a little far, Melissa. So I dug <laughs> into. I did some more research, <laughs> as I'm prone to do, uh, because there was three tennis players on this list, and I was trying to think of fairly popular, well-known women's sports where I thought women might earn you know, closer dollars to their male counterparts. Uh, so I did look at golf and I looked at a few other things. Golf surprised me actually by how much less the women make in golf. It's a fraction. It's like 20% if that for some of their, their major tournaments. Um, of course, like with the basketball players, you know, they don't make anything and there's a lot of lesser known female sports where they basically make no money, but tennis, they pay equal. Really? So the man who wins Wimbledon, his prize money is the exact same prize money. The woman gets oh. It's amazing. I know. So like the U S open, the Australian open, the women's prize money is equal to the man's prize money. which i thought was fantastic i know (laughs) i like all right all little girls go play tennis (laughs)
1: so there is a bit of good news that comes out of this segment
0: there we go yes so tennis players they have equal pay
1: they just don't get equal endorsements
0: (laughs) no but (laughs) come on business people yes i know but progress progress right needle is moving Yes, exactly. Okay, Melissa, this one is all for you. I'm turning it over. We've got a couple of questions here that are right in your wheelhouse. So I'm going to just turn it right over to you.
1: All right. So we have two questions again this week. So first question,
0: is it okay to apply
1: twice for the same job? I didn't receive a response to interview when I applied the first time when I saw the posting. I've noticed that the job has been reposted and I want to apply again. Is it worth the effort? Should I do something different? Yes, by all means, go ahead and apply again. Um, oftentimes, uh, other candidates other fall through on the respective job. Um, so if you see the, that the position is reposted, by all means, reapply. And it just goes and it shows the recruiter that you're interested in the posting and in the position and in the company as well. Um, so as always, just make sure that your resume and cover letter are up to date and uh, make sure that they also accurately reflect what competencies the job requires and what accountabilities are required in the job. So really take a good hard look into uh, the job posting and make sure that that reflects what you see in your resume and what skills you have. And the second question, a company I want to work, uh, a company that I work for has multiple postings that I'm fit for. Similar jobs in different departments. Is it okay to apply for multiple jobs in the same company? Yes, again, absolutely. Um, this actually used to happen a lot at my uh, former company where I used to recruit, uh, where I used to do recruiting with. And again, it just shows the company and the recruiter that you're interested in broadening broadening your experience within the company. And um, oftentimes it can also show uh, dissatisfaction with a particular department. Um, we actually figured that out. Um... Uh, on a recruitment file that I was working on last year, we had like 25 people applying for jobs uh, within different departments and they were all within the same department, uh, one particular department. And um, we actually like we I mean, 25 people in one department applying for different jobs. It kind of it kind of shows something. And especially when it's a smaller department. Um, so we actually ended up doing not so much an investigation, but we ended up kind of digging deeper and we uh, seen some employee relations issues there issues there. But I mean, again, just if you're interested and if you're fit for many jobs within the company, by all means, apply for it.
0: Yeah, that would be a little bit of a red flag. Hey? Everybody, Everybody wants, wants to get out flag. of here.
1: But um, yeah, no. So obviously um, with the hiring manager, I talked it out with him and I was like, okay, hey, like obviously there's something going on here. Like we have to look deeper into that. We passed it off to the HRBP and we found some, we found some pretty, uh, not serious employees relation issues, but um, kind of like just some dissatisfaction with the department as a whole. And uh, anyways, they're able to figure that out. So that was fantastic.
0: <laughs> good, good. So with that last question, because um, people ask, about this a lot, if they can apply for multiple jobs at the same company at the same time, would there be a concern? Like, should the jobs be somewhat similar, or like, if someone was applying for like four different jobs and they're all wildly different, would that be a bit of a concern for someone?
1: Um, I mean, I guess it depends on your experience. I mean, if you're like someone who's had experience and oh, you've had experience in HR, you've had experience in marketing, you've had experience in accounting. I mean, like. Go ahead and apply for it. I mean, it's got, like you'll be able to tell by the interview and you'll be able to tell based on your resume where you've had the most experience to. But if you think that you're qualified for a job you think that you'd be interested in it, yes, apply for it. Because awesome. I mean, me, me personally, I have experience in HR while I also have experience in marketing. So that's what I apply for when I'm looking for new jobs and new positions. I always go for HR and I always go for marketing.
0: Right, yes. right. Awesome, thanks so much. Welcome. And thanks to our dear listeners for for listening. Uh, Your support means the world to us. We really do love to hear from you. So you can email us anytime. And please email us anytime at kickglasspodcast at gmail.com. That's K-I-C-K-G-L-A-S-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. You can also find us in the kick class career women, Facebook group. And that's facebook.com slash groups slash kick glass. Go kick some glass.